Welcome to the podcast. Thursday, October 27th, 2022. Today in the headlines, Hillary Clinton is accused of being an election denier once again as Democrats conjure excuses for their upcoming losses in the midterms and in 2024. Also, Tudor Dixon wipes the floor with Gretchen Whitmer in the Michigan gubernatorial debate as Democrats, including Kathy Hochul, are repudiated for their authoritarianism during the pandemic. And Joe Biden and other Democrats are still pushing the COVID vaccine despite growing evidence of ineffectiveness and injury. I'll be talking about these stories and more coming up right now. All right, so today uh, on from Newsweek, we have Hillary Clinton called an election denier after issuing 2024 warning. And their lead, Zoe Strazowski, writes, Hillary Clinton is being accused of being an election denier over her warning this week that right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. So she f- uh, shared this video on Twitter, and basically she goes into how the Supreme Court is going to uphold constitutional objections um, to elections, which, you know, are legal. So Fox News reports Hillary Clinton peddling a disinformation campaign about Supreme Court election law case legal experts say. The Supreme Court will hear arguments in the election case on December 7th. And they write, the failed 2016 presidential candidate claimed Tuesday that right-wing extremists have already had a plan to literally steal the next presidential election, and they're not making a secret of it. She charged that the right-wing-controlled Supreme Court may be posed to rule on giving state legislatures the power to overturn the presidential elections. Legal experts say, however, that Hillary Clinton appears to be referencing the amplifying misinformation about upcoming Supreme Court case Moore versus Harper over whether a state court appropriately rejected the legislature's congressional redistricting plan. Hillary Clinton is pushing the left's disinformation campaign when she says the court may rule in Moore versus Harper to give state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. The process for selecting presidential electors is not even before the court in this case. Disinformation from Hillary Clinton. This is from the Western Journal. Uh, This is a commentary. GOP candidate Tudor Dixon ends debate by dismantling Gretchen Whitmer piece by piece in 90 seconds. And this opinion piece by Randy DeSoto writes, uh, Republican gubernatorial Tudor Dixon wiped the debate floor with her Democratic opponent, Governor Rich, Rich Whitmer, on Thursday night, perhaps the highlight was Dixon's 90-second closing statement. And a quote was uh, here, the governor would like you to forget how hard the last four years have been with Gretchen Whitmer. She's shown us who she is. And then Tudor goes on to ask, what have the last four years looked like? No doubt leading the central question for many. Am I better off now than I was four years ago? That's always uh, the election quote um, started by Ronald Reagan. She stood on this very stage and said she wouldn't raise taxes, and she tried and tried and tried again to raise her taxes over and over. Uh, we don't need to go on to, to say that the growing populist movement, MAGA Republicans, 
who are populist in nature, uh, certainly representative, uh, are winning uh, when the veil is getting pulled away during events like this, during debates, um, where the Democrats don't have a leg to stand on. Uh, They were going to run on abortion and anti-Trump, but that doesn't seem to be working because people were better off under Trump than they were under Biden, and they saw how the Democrats, once in power, um, ruined everything, uh, including the economy, by uh, their outlandish spending. So we're going to go on to the Daily Mail here. New York Governor Kathy Holchul says she would do it all again when asked about firing unvaccinated healthcare workers after New York Supreme Court struck down mandate and said Axe staff should get their jobs back with back pay. Now, I covered this yesterday. Uh, there was a New York Supreme Court ruling where they said that the um, the vaccines didn't work, and so there was no reason to fire people for not getting a vaccine that wouldn't prevent contraction of the disease or, uh, in particular, would not prevent um, transmission to other people in the workplace. So they constantly, including my workplace, constantly referred to the science, although they didn't really know the science at the time. And when I repeatedly went to HR and told them what the the facts were regarding the vaccine, uh, they scoffed at me and said, well, we have people here that know the science. And, and they really didn't because it wasn't a proven vaccine whatsoever. And so, you know, in their debate, in Holchel's debate with Zeldin, uh, he said, you've been an election denier, a climate change denier. We are dealing with a real crisis. The more people that get vaccinated, those shots in arms, I would do it, the mandate all over again. And then it goes on to, to, sh- to show um, all, the, uh, all the evidence regarding uh, whether or not the vaccine was helpful. Um, but it was all the lockdowns and everything that... Um, Holchel reported, and Holchel was never elected to begin with. She was appointed after the disgraced governor, um, Cuomo, uh, had to resign. So from Fox News, Biden administration still pushing COVID vaccine mandate for military. It's unlawful and hurts national security. This is an opinion piece by Danielle uh, Runyon. There's no compelling government interest in vaccinating these troops against COVID-19. Um, She goes on in her lead on national television. The Biden administration spokesperson John Kirby mounted a feeble attempt to explain the president's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for the military. Kirby, a retired Navy admiral, had no acceptable answer when pressed about the administration's folly and the perilous impact the mandate is already having on our national security. Kirby perpetuated the narrative that the military's mandate must remain in place while admitting with a straight face that he was quarantined for 10 days due to his current bout with COVID-19 despite being vaccinated and double boosted. This is just going on and on. It doesn't prevent COVID. And in in some cases, the evidence is suggesting that it makes you more susceptible to COVID. National Review writes, the CDC's premature childhood vaccine decision, and and they write uh, in this piece by Joel Zinberg, the CDC should have waited for more information before adding COVID vaccines to its recommended childhood vaccination schedule. This is fascism when the government is in the pocket of big big business, in, in this instance, big pharma, and they're obviously pushing a product whose effectiveness hasn't been, 
documented. And they write here, uh, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention has proven once again how tone deaf it is. The CDC's Independent Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices voted 15 to zero last week to add most COVID-19 vaccines offered in the U.S. to the childhood, adolescent, and adult immunization schedules. The schedules reflect a summary of existing ACIP recommendations. While they carry no legal weight, they are highly influential, especially for state and localities formulating school entry vaccination requirements, and that is problematic. The FDA has only approved through its normal rigorous procedures two mRNA vaccines, which they really didn't do. I mean, this was a bait and switch to begin with that the National Review doesn't even admit. Um, again, these things, we're not really sure what the purpose of these things are and why they're being pushed so hard uh, because they're not very effective uh, for either prevention uh, of contraction or transmission. Um, so we're not really sure why they're being pushed so heavily. Um, some conspiracy theorists believe that there are ulterior motives uh, to do so. And I just wanted to go to the CDC website, selected adverse events reported after COVID-19 vaccinations. So they list it right here at the CDC. And what they list here is some of the adverse effects, anaphylaxis, that's a re uh, allergic reaction, thrombosis, uh, which is clotting, um, Julian-Barr syndrome, which is paralysis of the face, myocarditis and pericarditis, which are uh, inflammation of the heart, muscle, and pericarditis is the, uh, uh, the sac around the heart that also gets filled with fluid and inflamed. They, both of those can cause serious heart issues, and, and some permanent disability. Um, and then reports of death. So uh, reports of death after the COVID-19 vaccination are rare. FDA requires healthcare providers to report any death after the COVID-19 vaccination to VAERS, even though it's unclear whether the vaccination was the cause. Reports of adverse events to VAERS following vaccination, including deaths, do not necessarily mean the vaccine caused the health problem. And then they go into, or 632 million doses were administered and preliminary reports, a six or 17, almost 17,000 pre preliminary reports of death. So 0.0027 among people who received the COVID-19 vaccination. So deaths have resulted from the vaccine. This is what I keep telling people and uh, people on the left and pe supporters of the vaccine say constantly that nobody has died from the vaccine. Well, we have 17,000 deaths. And these are only the ones that have been reported to, to VAERS by physicians. So whether or not the cause was the vaccine, uh, they believe the vaccine was the cause. And so it did cause some deaths. So they say it's a small percentage, but if you tell somebody this vaccine could cause death, well, they're not going to take it. You know, it's it's Russian roulette. Um, you know, there might be, you know, so many chambers, it might not kill a lot of people, but you may get one of these adverse effects. And the point is, what's the risk? If, if the vaccine doesn't do what it says, doesn't prevent infection, and it doesn't prevent transmission, what's the point? What's the point of taking that risk, no matter how small? I know most I'm preaching to the choir. Most of the people that are listening to this already know this. 
And I'm just going to end with this one New York Times article. Um, War in Ukraine is likely to speed up, not slow, the shift to clean energy, the IEA says, after the IEA report yesterday that says we're going into a fuel shortage into the winter that could be global and unprecedented in scale. And now they're reporting that while some nations are burning more coal this year in response to national gas shortages spurred by the Russians' invasion of Ukraine, that effect is expected to be short-lived because they're going to go through their uh, their climate crisis and, and keep shutting down coal plants. So as soon as you know the Russian war is over, whenever that may be, and then they show a nuclear power plant. Uh, so this is an uh, article by Rat, uh, Bla, uh, <laughs> Brad Plummer, excuse me. The energy crisis sparked by the Russia's invasion of Ukraine, it's not just by that, it's uh, you know exacerbated by the invasion, but uh, Western countries have already been shutting down power plants, uh, particularly coal power plants. Uh, the energy crisis sparked by the Russian invasion of Ukraine is likely to speed up rather than slow down global transition away from fossil fuels and toward cleaner technologies. Most people don't want that to happen with the rising prices. They want to increase fossil fuel production, even as Joe Biden was asking Saudis to increase the production. Um, they still want to get away from fossil fuels, which is cheap energy, cheap energy. The lack of cheap energy hurts the poor. While some countries have been burning more fossil fuels, such as coal this year in response to national gas shortages caused by the war in Ukraine, the effect is supposed to be short-lived, according to the IEA. For the first time, the agency now predicts worldwide demand for every type of fossil fuel will peak in the near future. Um, maybe because the population levels will go down. And they list here, one, one major reason is that many countries have responded to soaring prices for fossil fuels this year by bracing wind turbines. Um, alternative energy sources are actually more expensive, and yet the shift toward cleaner sources of energy still isn't happening fast enough to avoid dangerous levels of global warming. Unless governments take such stronger action to reduce their planet warming carbon dioxide emissions over the next few years, based on current policies but placed in by national governments, global coal use is expected to start declining in the next four years, uh, according to treaties. Um, and they go on to their uh, climate change bullshit, uh, which isn't, it's not proven that carbon dioxide causes global warming or causes climate change. This is all a fallacy. I'm not ignoring uh, the fact that there is some pollution, but don't forget you exhale carbon dioxide. It's a naturally occurring gas, and I don't see an abundance of a naturally occurring gas somehow becoming poisonous. Uh, it's just not a reality. Uh, it hasn't really been proven. So I, I can't, I can't go, I can't, it's the same thing with the vaccine. I can't go along with a narrative that can't be proven. And they just get some guy in a tie or a lab coat to stand up there and, you know, and say 42 scientists or 30 or 50 intelligence agencies say, uh, you got to show me the proof. It's like when you were a kid, you know, kids make wild claims. And what was always your response? Prove it. And so I'm asking for proof with a lot of different things. That's why, you know, I believe in conspiracy theories because the people that weave these narratives never show you any proof. 
They never, you know, with these mass shootings in some cases, they never show you the crime scene. There's no proof that a shooting occurred. I'm not saying it didn't. I'm just saying you're not proving the fact. So you say you're a news agency, you can't take people's word for it, whether they're the authority or not. You just can't because authorities lie. We've seen that in the past. So that's it for me, Rudy's Revelation. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, click the notification bell. Follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Get Our Minds, and Truth Social. And I'll see you tomorrow. This is a conspiracy.